Welcome everybody to today's episode of Sam Talks Telehealth. I'm interviewing Dr. Ben Schwartz. He's an orthopedic surgeon, digital health mentor and advisor. And it's great to have an opportunity to see his insights in the digital health space. So without further ado, let's get to the show. Okay, Dr. Ben Schwartz, thanks so much for joining Sam Talks Telehealth. How are you today? I'm well, how are you? I'm doing great. It's very nice. We know each other from the internets of, you know, Twitter and LinkedIn. And so it's nice to have you on the show. Yeah, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me. So let's kick it off. I always like, you know, we kind of go rapid fire questions and, you know, why don't we kick it off though with you talking a little bit about who you are, the kind of work you do. So the audience knows. Sure. Yeah. So I'm an orthopedic surgeon. Uh, I practice outside of Boston in the suburbs. I specialize in hip and knee replacements. That's my day job, but I have an interest in healthcare technology. And over the last several years, I've kind of fed that interest with mentorships, advisories, getting involved in health tech startups, and then connecting with people like you and having these conversations. Awesome. So that actually leads really well into the first question because you have done mentoring and advising. So what do you look for and what do you think is important for digital health innovators as they're creating their products? Yeah, I've always been a proponent or pushed for having experience. So if you're bringing a solution to healthcare, maybe you're outside of healthcare and you haven't been on the front lines, figure out a way to get some experience, you know, shadow a physician, work in a healthcare setting and really see how it's delivered on, on the front lines. Because I think a lot of what we do, or at least some of what we do may not be intuitive to somebody that's outside of healthcare. I think it's great to have you know, fresh perspectives and fresh approaches and fresh minds, a lot of people excited about healthcare, but you may not understand some of the unique challenges that you get into that clinical setting. It's like, oh, you know, now I understand why this idea has seemed great in theory, maybe in practice doesn't work quite as well, or at least it, it helps you bring solutions that are more likely to be adopted, uh, you know, to market or, or um, have more success if you understand that care delivery. So that would be my recommendation, figure out a way to get some healthcare experience, or if you can't, at least put people on your team that have that real world experience and involve them early and often, because I think that is what's going to be more successful and more sustainable in the long term. Yeah. And I think definitely it's something, you know, we talk a lot about where you've got these great tech innovators, but then without that clinical expertise, clinical experience. Now, what would happen though, really, like if, if a tech person comes to you and say, oh, hey, can I shadow you in the, e, in the OR? I mean, we know how complicated it is even to get in the door of anywhere. How, do, how would that work in a practical standpoint? Yeah. I mean, in the past, COVID has changed things a little bit because we don't want people there that don't necessarily need to be exposed uh, in the past, you know, but it was, you could shadow, you just had to sort of announce yourself ahead of time and make sure you stand in the corner and then don't touch anything type of thing in the OR. So hopefully that'll come back someday, but in the clinic, you know, people can still come. I'm happy to host people um, in clinic. And then as long as, as you know, we make sure the patient understands that, Hey, I'm here observing. I, I've done that in the past with high school students or college students or, you know, PA students, physical therapy students that want to get some experience. So I think those opportunities are out there. I'm happy to do it. Uh, and I think uh, it's important as we go forward with technology or as we have more people that don't have a traditional clinical experience or background that we get them in that environment and, and make that accessible. 
Yeah, I think that's, that's, you know, amazing and super important. What do you, like when you say to a digital health company, like, hey, you know, um, you could come and shout out, like, do they, are they excited about it? Or do they think, oh, I got this, man. I, I, I already know the solution. Yeah, I think it depends. You know, I think uh, some are excited about the prospect. I think others feel like, you know, that's why we have clinical people on our team or we have a panel of, of you know, SMEs or whatever it is that we can go to. But I think it's it's different. It's not the same. Um, yeah, and it works two ways. I think physicians too have to be willing to you know sit down with tech teams or what have you. Don't necessarily have to learn to code or be a master you know technologist. But if you understand some of the technology aspect of it, or at least you're open to you know learning that or adopting that, I, I think you know that's what we can do from a clinical perspective too. I think it's the coming together of those two aspects that are really going to make things successful. Yeah. Now in the orthopedics um, space, when I think of more like traditional telehealth, you know, through the years, I've had plenty of orthopods be like, Sam, you're crazy. Can't do anything virtually remotely. Please get out of here. I must touch. I must do everything. Please leave my office. I'm like, okay, I'll come back in six months. Obviously um, COVID really flipped that on its head. And then also we see this huge rise, of course, in all the MSK digital solutions trying to, um, you know, avoid unnecessary surgeries. So for you, what do you see in that like more traditional virtual care and orthopedics over these next say two years? Yeah, no, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think orthopedics, as much as any other specialty, is, is more hands-on. You're never going to replace all of orthopedics with virtual care. Um, but I think there are opportunities and I think it has to be you know, well thought out and, and make makes sense to implement virtual care and orthopedics in, in ways that you know don't take away from the normal way of doing things, but enhance what we're doing. Uh, and I think it's really about that 360 degree care. And, and it's not just about avoiding surgery. We're gonna see a lot of uh, orthopedics shift to the outpatient setting. So there's an opportunity, a patient that used to be in the hospital three or four days, now is going home the same day as surgery, or they used to go to a rehab facility and now they're going home. You know, that's a way that we can implement technology to keep in contact with that patient so they don't feel like, you know, before I was in the hospital three or four days, I had multiple sessions with a physical therapist, I had a nurse educating me, or I went to a rehab facility and I was there for three weeks and I learned the ropes. Now I'm going home. Now what do I do? Well, that's an area where technology can be implemented to guide the patient at home, make them feel more comfortable and get more touch points with their care team. You know, you can't show up in the office every day after surgery, but the office can kind of come to you. So that's an opportunity. You know, I think obviously Kinch Health and Sword Health, these companies are now you know, billion dollar valuations. You have Ori Health and you have Kaya Health and you have Icon Health. There's a lot of them out there. I think there's an opportunity to sort of capture that 360 degree view of musculoskeletal care. And a part of that's going to be virtual, a part of that's going to be you know, value-based care, however you want to define that. Um, not everybody, you know, some people need surgery, right? Not everybody can avoid surgery. And if it's appropriate and it's the right thing to do, make sure that person's getting the appropriate care. So I think to me, that's the opportunity. It's not just about avoiding surgery and saving money for employers. It's really about just taking MSK and making it better and more efficient using technology in ways that make sense, uh, but taking kind of a holistic 360 degree approach to it. I love that. And um, about the 
outpatient surgery. Cause you're right. When it switches from, I went to rehab or I was in the hospital. Now I go home. Cause I can even think, um, a really good friend of mine, her father's elderly. He needs a knee replacement, but because of everything else he's got going on, they determine no, he's not a good fit right now because it was going to be, you have to be released immediately to yep. home. And they knew that wasn't really going to work. So when you look at that, because right now that would happen more in like, the surgery and then the clinic takes over that other part or that would have happened in the hospital or long-term care. But that's different than the change how that's different than the innovative solutions out there, right? They're more front end, not necessarily yep. back end. Right. So exactly. do you see that coming out of the the hospital has to change their mind or is someone going to come along that that like an orthopedic practice would trust to be, okay, now you're our virtual hands for what we would have yep. had in the hospital. Yeah, I think it's that latter, and whether it's an existing company or a new company or or you know somebody that's newer on the scene is going to figure out how to to close that gap. I think to me that's the 360 degree loop. You might meet that person, you know, when they have an injury at work or what have you, and then they go through that program and they get virtual PT or whatever. Yeah, a lot of those patients are going to get better and they're going to go back to you know normal life, but some of them are going to continue on down that road and maybe end up needing surgery at some point. Um, and so how do you keep that patient within your platform and really be that 360 degree, I think as, as, you know, surgeons, particularly in private practice. Yeah. We, if we have a company that comes to us that we know and implement our protocols and do a great job and keep that patient, you know, out of the ER and, and give them a great experience. Um, then I think, yeah, that, that opportunity exists, that surgeons, um, would be willing to work with a company that provides that sort of, um, service to their patients. Yeah, I like that. That's really, um, I hadn't really thought about that component of it, but it's almost, it's, it's almost the same where I had a, a another podcast about which health system is going to be the one that's courageous enough to be the back end for virtual first companies, right? Because you can't, everything can't be virtual. Someone has to have that other. So in orthopedics, you could almost look at that. Who's the back end to taking the MSK virtual first? And then yep. the other side, who then handles the post-op to really have 360 degree right. care? Yeah. And, and my pipe dream has always been to you know, take it even a step further and say, we're going to roll that all into one sort of entity of, you know, we're going to provide the surgeon and we're going to provide the facility. We're going to provide the front end, the back end, and it's all going to work together. Um, you know, can you create that? I don't know, but I think that opportunity exists and, and what better way to really get high value integrated care that if that person is getting the same process, the same organization, the same protocol from start to finish, I think that's how you really control the whole process, get great outcomes. So the person comes in, maybe they're going to need surgery, but like the example you provided, well, you're not healthy enough now, maybe we can get you healthier and we're going to control that process. So by the time you see our surgeon, You've gone through our process. We know you're as healthy as you're going to get. We understand everything about you medically. We know, you know, what potential problems might arise. We can try to address them ahead of time, and then we can, you know, make sure we keep an eye on it afterwards. And we're going to guide you through the post-operative recovery process and let our doctors and surgeons, you know, focus on, you know, what they're good at and what they want to do, and we'll handle this part of it. So. To me, that's the really the holy grail, and and maybe that's 720 degrees or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, the circle to the sphere, the whole three dimensional picture of, of MSK Health, and maybe one of these companies will go in that direction. 
Yeah, I like that because it's almost like we see that in things like transplant, right? You come in and it's a whole process. And I think what what we've seen with MSK, you and I have talked about this before, is like value-based, the bundle became so restrictive of what the bundle was, you couldn't actually do everything else because the pricing on the bundle was all about the surgery part, that DRG, not the actual full scope of care that needs to happen. Yeah, I think that's going to change. I think the bundles, at least the ones through Medicare, uh, unfortunately, have become a race to the bottom, and, and you know you can't stay in it for more than two or three years without sort of losing out. I think the next step is going to be disease-specific bundles, and really not just around an episode of surgery, but really about you know from start to finish when that person first comes in with their knee arthritis or their back pain or what have you, and then through that whole kind of journey process. So I think that opportunity exists. That's pretty cool. All right. My last question, which I always love to ask, especially to physicians, if you could fix one thing in healthcare, what would you fix? Yeah, I think it's you know, kind of going back to the, the previous discussion. It's really about the doctor-patient relationship. I think that's, to me, what's at the core of, of healthcare and a part of the reason we've gotten to where we are is we've gotten away from the doctor-patient relationship for a lot of different reasons. You know, there's barriers. Unfortunately, technology has become a barrier in some situations to the doctor-patient relationship. There's so many you know, administrative hoops to jump through now, insurance hoops to jump through now on both sides, doctor and patient, and all that stuff you know, takes a little bit of time away, a little bit of time away, and then it adds up, and all of a sudden, it's that five-minute rushed visit where it's you know, in and out, it's very transactional, and, and you know, patient's like, what just happened here? I waited three weeks to get this appointment, and I got five minutes with the doctor, and then you know, they gave me a prescription, and told me to do this or do that or sign up for surgery. And that's, I think, a part of it leads to dissatisfaction with the system. I think it leads to worse outcomes, too, because patients aren't educated. They're not engaged. They don't have that relationship. So I think anything, in particular, as we see technology coming into healthcare, it's got to support that doctor-patient relationship and then establishing that relationship, because I think that's at the core of what makes healthcare work and what we've really gotten away from. Yeah, and I couldn't agree more. And I think I think sometimes people forget, and in my work, I always say like, I serve clinicians so they can serve patients because you all went into this as heart-centered people to take care of people. And so if it's about being a robot or only five minutes, you have that issue of, hey, this isn't what I came to do either. Now, of course, you're a surgeon, so you like banging on cutting things and big saws. You can't bang and cut on everybody. <laughs> exactly, but you're, it's a heart-centered it's still a heart centered place. And so I think that's super important is we can't forget that even if I may not need a close relationship with my doctor, when something is seriously wrong, I better trust that person I'm talking to and who's doing that intervention. Exactly. It doesn't have to be, you know, an hour long heart to heart discussion, but it's about developing that trust. And so that, you know, when you have that discussion or a shared decision making, that trust is there. And so you feel confident, you don't feel like you're on your own. And I think to sort of tie it back to the first question, as we see some of these solutions come in, I think that's something that companies should keep in mind that you can't cut the doctor completely out of the process and, and patients want that relationship maybe more than you realize. You know, we're not faultless either, and we haven't done a great job of maintaining that relationship. So in a way, maybe we brought this on ourselves as physicians to some degree. But if you have a company that's providing you know, some type of, of you know, service to a patient directly, they want a relationship with a provider, usually a doctor, maybe somebody else, but at least it's that consistent person that they trust and not, you know, I use this service today, I'm going to get somebody different than if I use it tomorrow or next week or a month from now. So I think that's something that maybe 
digital health companies should keep in mind. Awesome. Yeah. Well, well said. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I always love to have an opportunity to chat. And again, your time is very valuable. So I appreciate you coming on the show. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And that's it for this episode of Sam Talks Telehealth. Isn't it awesome to get a chance to talk to providers, learn what they're doing, how they're doing it, and what they see as the future. Don't forget to like, subscribe to the podcast so you know when we're dropping everything new. And of course, you can always visit me personally on telehealtheasy.com. We'll see you back here next time.